0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the most popular and least listened to podcast in the world, The Sixth Sense Media Podcast, with your host, Mike Phelan.
1: My first stunt was going down the solar stairs, and I broke my arm. I went down the stairs on my tricycle, and my mother said that you were always that way. That started your stunt career.
0: I really did know Gary largely through uh, roles as a thug
1: and a bad man. They're the people who are wild on camera, and they are chameleons off the set. There were a bunch of old outbuildings around the spawn ranch. We've got a great mechanic here, I'll go get him. And she came back with this little guy about this tall. Uh, it was Charles Manson. And all the fancy stuff that they're doing now with the special effects and stuff. Hell, we had to ride through real dynamite blowing up buildings. So all of a sudden we had this great freedom. To shoot films with very little money, you could reach in your pocket and pull out some change and get a camera and go make a movie. Up until this point, I knew nothing about uh, low-budget filmmaking. And to watch them run around and break every rule in the book, I'm just staggered. Mom and Pop brought the kids home because television was Coming in, so the drive-in theaters were sitting there without a lot of product. A director doesn't have to talk stuntmen into doing things that were dangerous. His job is to talk them out of doing things that are dangerous. All
0: right,
1: cut it. That's a wrap.
0: On the on the first on the first film that you ever got involved in, did you ever think that that would be your career?
1: uh no. I was just sort of going by the seat of my pants and. I knew I wanted to be an actor. Um, I'd done a lot of stage work. I played football in school, and I got my nose broken, so I turned out for a play mainly to meet girls, and uh, and I ended up falling in love with theater and acting and the whole au revoir. and revoir, uh, and so I ended up eventually going to Hollywood on a Greyhound bus to be an actor, but all the actors were out of work, so I ended up... Uh, Sort of falling into stunt work, so to speak, pun intended. And I ended up uh, loving
0: it. Uh, between stunts and, and being, uh, being an actor, which of the two did you favor more throughout your career?
1: Probably, you know, it's a sticky wicket. I, I liked them both. But I, I have to say stunts. I, uh, I just found a brotherhood and a sisterhood that I really felt part of, close to. And, uh, it's sort of a no BS profession, uh, whereas actors are all over the place, myself included, but in the stunt community, you kind of have to be true to uh, yourself and your buddies. So I enjoyed that a lot.
0: Uh, Were there any times when you were about to do a stunt where you felt like maybe this is the last one that I'm ever going to be, that I'm ever going to do?
1: Uh, golly. Um, yeah, I done the last film, I actually, I was a stunt coordinator on a picture called Baba Hotep, done by uh, Don Coscarelli. And I broke my leg, not doing a stunt, but just uh, going down an embankment. and I got my foot caught in a root, and it broke my leg as I fell down the bank. And I thought, gee, I'm getting a little old to be out running around doing this stuff. I better uh, wrap it up, and I kind of did.
0: Uh, what would you say to those people that want to get into stunt work? How should, how should they go about that process?
1: Uh, well, now they have stunt schools, <clears throat> a lot of them out in L.A. Excuse me, my allergies are killing me. But um, when I started, there weren't any stunt schools, so you just had to kind of latch on to stunt people and, and get them to teach you. Uh, but my advice is go where movies are being made mostly la and new york uh but probably la is best and end up uh, meeting stunt people and just volunteering to help them carry their stunt bank work for free for a little while and uh, and get to know them and they'll teach you what they're doing Uh, a lot of directors today uh, and actors I, i just did a film where I ask uh, the actors how many of you have done stunts, they all raise their hands that they've done stunts. They hadn't done stunts. They'd done maybe a fight where they slap each other or something. But stunts are, you know, doing high falls, rolling cars, doing horse falls, doing some motorcycle work, some some of the uh, tough sledding. So it's best to go where the stunt people are and hang out with them. Eventually, they'll include you in some of what they're doing, and you'll you'll start getting gigs.
0: Uh, Do you feel that uh, the art of being a stuntman is kind of being lost with with how much CGI is in movies now?
1: Great question. Yes. Um, The kids don't seem to mind the CGI, but I do. I can tell the difference. And it's putting a lot of stunt people out of work. Now, instead of doing a high fall, you just stand on a stage behind a green screen and pretend like you're falling, and they, they just it in all behind you. Uh, same with rolling cars. They'll roll a car 20 times, which is impossible to do, and, uh, but they'll do it with CGI. And so the kids don't mind. They just like the thrill of it all. They don't know the difference between what it was when you did it for real and uh and what's happening today
0: is there a particular stunt that either you did or one of your uh one of your fellow friends did that you you were uh, particularly impressed by and how it turned out on camera uh
1: two two things good good question again um i did a film i directed called rainy day friends and i staged a stunt spiro rosado who is a great great stunt, stunt director now uh, then he was just getting started. And I uh, drag it's a, a scene where um, the opening shot is Esai Morales, the actor, is being dragged behind a pickup truck out on the freeway. Uh, a coil of wire has snapped around his leg, and he's being dragged down the road. And that one best special stunt in a motion picture beat out all come Beverly Hills, Cop, a whole bunch of big movies. Uh, that stunt won Best Special Stunt in a Motion Picture at the Stuntman Award. So I'm very proud of that. And then the other one was uh, I did a picture for Richard Rush called Psych Out back in the days, back in the 60s, late 60s. And I did a uh, I was doing effects. I played a part and I was a stunt coordinator. And I did a stunt where uh, I had to do a an acid trip on fire. Susan Strasberg. Takes Her character takes uh, acid by mistake, and she's out running around in the San Francisco nighttime on acid, freaking out. So I had to do uh, all kinds of effects for that, and it ended up with a car hit, being hit by a car, bounced off a truck, and then hit by another car. And I worked that out, and I think the whole sequence works really well. I'm very proud of it.
0: When you saw the documentary in full, what, what were, what would, what did you think of it? Ah, oh, man. Um, I know it's kind of a loaded question because I already talked to Joe and he said there were some things that you didn't want in there that ended up in there. So if you don't want to talk about yeah. it, that, that's fine. I totally understand.
1: Well, some of the personal stuff, like my, uh, my, my wife's problems with alcohol and I taught the, the bit on my, uh, crying when I'm going back to University of Washington. Actually, it was just relief from my sisters. I, went, uh, my, I had four sisters, and I went to Washington for the uh, funeral of my last sister. They've all passed away, and it just sort of got to me when I was riding in the car, and I began to cry a little bit, and that kind of bothers me when I see it. No one likes to see themselves crying, I don't think, especially a man. But Joe uh, seemed to like it, and I promised him I wouldn't interfere. So what is this? Uh,
0: something that I, I thought when I saw the documentary was that it is one of the most focused documentaries I've ever seen. It, it's not loaded with, you know, uh, a bunch of video effects and sound effects. It's just it's very rough and very to the point which I think is, is a, a big strength it has. So I, I'm uh-huh. not sh- I, I, if they cut out uh, some of the, the more emotional parts, I, I think it would have lost some of that realness. But at the same point, I, uh-huh. I think that uh, some of your wishes should have been adhered to, uh, because it is, it is your story. It's not someone else's, it's, it's you. So you should sure. have a little bit more control. So I kind of, I agree with you there, but at the same point, it makes you so human that uh, I, uh, I, felt, I felt so, so sorry uh, through some of these parts. Uh, and some of the parts uh, touched on me personally because I'm going through some of the same things. So it was, it was a little uh, tear jerking. So I, I felt those emotions and it, it made it even more enthralling. So I was. Oh,
1: I'll be darned! Yeah.
0: I, I was glad it was in there, but at the same point, I, I understand how it's a little bit painful for you as well. Sure. Um,
1: well, <laughs> yeah, going through those things, are if you're going through them too, then you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's it's very personal, and at the same time, it's kind of scary in its way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you realize how fragile we all really are when you do a lot of stunts and, and survive, you begin to think you're invincible in a way. And uh, it doesn't dawn on you that the things, all kinds of people face every day, like heart attacks and uh, uh, kidney problems, so on and so forth, that whether you're a stuntman or not, you're gonna begin uh, suffering those maladies.
0: Is, is there any particular, uh trying to figure out the best way to phrase this uh, is there any particular stunt that you regretted doing
1: no no um i can't think of one it's a good question but i can't think of one i uh usually by the time you do a stunt you've you've thought it over so much before you do it either rehearsed it or like car chases you actually if you saw stuntman before the car chase you'd see them working out where you take little toy cars and work out the chase a long time before you did it so you kind of know it looks all like happenstance when it's happening but it's really worked out to a tee. and even then people get hurt or killed all the time in, in car work but uh but i don't have one that i regret or uh, wish i hadn't done
0: uh, if if you hadn't done if you hadn't become a stuntman and uh, a Hollywood legend, what would you have done otherwise for work? Is is there another profession that you think you may have had to go into if Hollywood had completely dried up?
1: Sportscaster. <laughs> in fact, that's kind of, that's kind of what I wanted to do when I was in college. I was majoring in journalism, but I wanted to write and announce sports. I was a sports editor of my high school paper, and I was in the Malamutes at the University of Washington doing sports, and I always wanted to be kind of a sportscaster. That was on my mind, and I sort of drifted into theater again, uh, basically to meet girls before I fell in love with it.
0: (laughs) Don't worry. I got into this profession for the same reasons, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean you could still do sports casting uh, you could always have your own your own podcast for for doing that kind of thing
1: yeah, true, true <laughs> uh,
0: so what else uh, what else do you have coming up?
1: Oh golly, right now it's a move I'm moving from Tucson I'm in Tucson now uh, I moved here and I gave it a year it's It's just not my kind of town. So I'm moving back to Austin, which is my kind of town. And uh, and I'm getting ready for move at the end of this month, which is always a chore, as you probably know, packing and unpacking and blah, blah, blah. So I'm getting ready to do that. And then I have uh, a bunch of writing I want to get back to. I, I sort of got away from it this past year. I have a couple of more films coming up, but they won't be until spring. So I'm just going to get the move made and get set up. and. And try and get back into writing.
0: Uh, aside from the documentary, how else can people find out more about you? Do you have a, uh, a website or anything like that, that they can go to?
1: You know, I did have a website, and somehow or other, I let it lapse. So I don't. I don't think it's even up anymore. Uh, but I'll get a new one, and when I do, I'll post it on Facebook and and just say, "Here I am." I know people can Google me, and there's a bunch of stuff out there about me wikipedia blah 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 uh
0: one of the other things that i wanted to bring up was it was one of the selling points when uh, the pr emails were coming through about uh, doing these interviews and everything was uh, the whole manson family aspect of it uh when you look back at the interactions that happened out on um the spawn ranch. Did you ever feel that there was any danger? Did you ever have a sense of evil about that place or was it just another ranch and there just happened to be evil people just hanging out on it?
1: Never. I never felt a, uh, I just thought that we, we thought they were just a bunch of hippies on the spawn ranch uh, and sort of bedraggled ones at that. They all looked like they were hungry and they needed a bath. Uh, they would come when we were filming there, manson and his girls would come and sort of lurk around the set because they would beg your lunches from you can i have your cupcakes can i have your sandwich you know this kind of thing and we just thought they were sort of hungry street kind of people uh we had no idea what they were really doing there they were just hanging out and i never i met charlie i hired him to fix a dune buggy and i never ever thought he was you wouldn't have followed him across the street. You know, he didn't have those big hypnotic eyes. He had these little slits of eyes like a, like a, you know, a thief or something. He just, he would look down at the ground. He'd never look you in the eye. He would look down at his feet, which were always barefoot and dirty. And he looked like he needed a good bath and some good food. Never, never did ever I feel any danger from him at all. I felt they were a little crazy, especially Tex Watson. I thought he was off the off the wire, you know, but other than that, no, we never we never felt threatened by them in any way.
0: Huh. That's that's just that's really interesting to be in that proximity of those kind of people and they don't give off any kind of vibe. That's right. That's that's truly scary in a way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just finished a book about Shorty Shea, who was a a wannabe stuntman, not a bad guy, who was a wrangler there on the ranch, sort of helping George Spahn out. And he uh, was about his murder. A lot of people know about the Biancas and Sharon Tate and everybody, but they don't really know about the killing of Shorty Shea. And I just read a book about it, Charlie Manson and the Killing of Shorty Shea. And it was really scary when I read it. And I think back now in those times how Shorty, would come around and talk with us, but he was always very leery and wary of Charlie and and his people. And I never really knew why until I just read this book. And when he explains how, uh, how scary Charlie and the guys really were, how crazy they were.
0: been listening to the six Sense media podcast you can find more of our celebrity interviews and roundtable discussions on itunes podbean and soundcloud be sure to check out our movie tv and video game coverage at sixsense.com and fanbolt.com